Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons with me, Simon Mundy, in which we revisit a nugget from one of my previous conversations and have a closer look. Everyone is familiar with the phrase, there are too few hours in the day, but one of my previous guests proved that emphatically wrong. In 2019, Jasmine Paris won the 268-mile spine race, unquestionably one of the toughest endurance events in the world. Not only did Jasmine become the first woman to win the race, she smashed the men's course record by 12 hours and she did it while expressing milk for her then baby daughter. So Jasmine juggles her ultra running with being a mum, a wife and a qualified vet. She truly has mastered the art of prioritising what is important to her in life. The first theme or subject I was interested in was the art of staying present during the race, okay? Because obviously, like 268 miles is a long old way, and if you're looking ahead at all that, that's like that proverbial stone in your shoe that will wear you down. So like, how important is being mindful of just that moment at any given moment, the very step you're taking, the terrain, and how do you go about staying in that moment? You've talked about putting, just putting one foot in front of the other. So I think there's kind of like, it's interesting because I think there's like multiple things you could pick up from this question. So firstly, um, yeah, it's, it's hard, like if you're running a race that, that of that distance, um, you can't think about getting to the end in Kirk at home like it's too bigger it's too bigger thing to contemplate when you're you're racing you couldn't really you couldn't keep yourself motivated think I've got only got 267 miles to run now not 268 so you really need to break it down so I you know there's checkpoints in the spine race that are roughly every 50 miles apart um and there you know that you're going to get um, food and you're going to get the opportunity if you wanted to to sleep um, and dry socks um, and that sort of thing. So um, and also just company, you know, like is you know 
a, a lit room and, and somewhere to sit down with a where it's warm. So those were like big motivational points for me. It was just to sort of... Um, I just really concentrated on getting to the next checkpoint or mm. half checkpoints. So there were some half checkpoints as well. So I, I broke it down into those stages. And even, you know, even you sort of start breaking down to smaller sections. So if you um, if you're using if you've looked at the route and you know the route, at least on, you've looked at it on the map, you know, you can break it down to smaller sections and think when I get to the next get to this town or whatever. Um, and um, while you still want to eat, you can sort of think, oh, I'm going to get to this point and I'm going to have, you know, this this thing that I'm really looking forward to eating type thing later on it's more the case of trying to make yourself eat so you, mm. you can't really use food as a, a motivational factor anymore sure. um yeah but it in terms of staying present it's an interesting question is that like it I actually think that some of the time you're not really present when you're running or, or log races or you're present in a slightly different way because I think that's part of the in in some ways it's part of the sort of um um, the, the the magic of mm. of doing long distance things is well, in a kind go, of hi- in a hypnotic you, sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I find this even go when I just go um, hiking in the mountains that I, you can lose yourself. And there's something about mm. the sort of um, like the rhythmic motion of walking or kind of running along in a kind of. In a, in, at least at the pace you're racing in, in, in an ultra, where you're sort of, it's, it's just that rhythmical activity allows you to stop really thinking about anything else. Or so you either stop thinking completely or you start thinking in a sort of more, um, you know, it's a bit like it's in a more passive way and letting thoughts just kind of meander through. And I actually find that really therapeutic. So that's well, that, one of the reasons I find being in the mountains therapeutic. Yeah. It's like a form of mindfulness, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's, a med- it's a meditation that exactly. you're kind of doing. It's, I mean, that's it, the essence of meditation is watching thoughts or not being engaged with thoughts and letting them go by. And it sounds like there's a sense of unity that you have with everything exactly. around you as well. So that's why, like, that. I think the two reasons that I love being in the mountains is that the size of them, the scale of them just makes me, gives me a sense of perspective and, and sort of makes me reevaluate what's what's really important. This is, these, are, these are the reasons that the mountains sort of, um, I, th- I think, are, are good for your state of mind. And the other reason is that I get into this contemplative state through this sort of rhythmical activity. Yeah, that, yeah. That sort of, so um, going back to ultra running, I think that, the, the, you know, you talk about running for... Uh, three and a half days but if you if you have long stretches of it where you sort of enter this state of mind then it's in a way it's easier it's you know like you know Mm. you're kind of switching off in a way it's at least for your mind it's almost like sleeping as well so So the couple of interesting thoughts or points i think about this are like the the value of getting in the flow of something and and how that you know takes you away from yourself Uh, you know we all get sort of caught up in our little worries about you know politics well and i mean any number of things but getting in flow enables one to sort of let go of that and and put things in perspective and see the bigger picture and then just to go back to another thing you said the value of chunking things down you hear about this a lot and everyone's got a big project that they've had to tackle at some point you know if you think about it as a whole it can seem quite overwhelming you're illustrating the power of sort of chunking things down are you good at doing that in other areas of your life is that something you've always been good at um, yeah, I think that if you have a big challenge, that's what you need to do. So, like, you know, I remember, you know, sitting my European diploma exams for my specialist vet status. Yeah, you you, you break it down into sections and you think, I'm going to do this by, yeah. by this time and this by this time. Because if you think about it all, it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah, that's the key. Um, and you don't... Um, 
you don't know where to start. Yeah. So the, 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 just get started and then just break it into little bits. Yeah. Um, as we've established, you, I mean, you've taken it to the sort of nth degree, but I, I remember a guy, um, a very successful marathon runner, that he, he would always say he doesn't run 26 miles, he runs one mile 26 times. Yeah. And that I think that's a quite a sort of powerful uh, analogy. And the next thing I'm interested in is like uh, how good you are at prioritising things. So in your life, obviously, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a daughter, you're a vet, you've done a PhD, and you're an ultra and fail runner. Okay, now, that's a lot of stuff to cram in, yeah. you know, and everyone thinks they're u- u- uber busy. But what struck me is that obviously you are very good at getting things in a, in a kind of order of priority and, and cutting out the unnecessary guff like for example you don't have a television yeah so yeah I think essentially if you really want to do something then you kind of make time for it I saw this when I was doing my residency training so that's kind of like um when I was sort of doing my training towards being a specialist so working really hard working lots of weekends and doing lots of night shifts um, and most of my colleagues that were doing the same training as me would go home at night and sleep um eat and sleep and essentially that was their life for three years but I also ran at the time, so I, um, so I was, um, you know, doing lots of. I was fell, fell running whenever I wasn't on call um, um, at weekends, and um, I. It, it was actually really important for me. So it's kind of, um, it kind of um, balanced out the work. So it, firstly, it made me more efficient at work, and so that I could get away and go go running. Um, but it also, you know, it. I think it it's good to have something else in your life because mm. it makes that work then less you know less overwhelming and it gives you a, a sense of perspective mm. um but ultimately i think it comes down to if it's something that you really want you'll prioritize it and you'll fit it in mm. so whether it's i say not not having a television or um, you find that there's more hours in the day if you if you if you really want to do it but it's interesting, actually, because since having a, a toddler, there's, there's certain things you can't become super efficient. Like a toddler, a toddler's pace of life is just not super efficient, you know. And sometimes now, because I've actually become so good at this sort of um, my life, you know, making everything super efficient in, in life. Um, I actually sometimes have to take a step back and say, look, you can't, you know, you just just have a bit of time to enjoy picking up sticks or, or whatever with her, you know, and actually find it better in the evenings if, or in the afternoons if we just go out and do something away from home because then all I can do is focus on her and then I don't mind it being a really slow pace of life because mm. it's just different if you're, if you're, a toddler's pace of life is different than, yeah. than the one I've got used to. Sure, yeah. If you can find the time to do stuff in all that, like anyone can, so, for example, you've cut out the TV. There always there are these little spaces in our day that are there that if we actually honestly appraised and looked at them, there is time yeah. for stuff, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, and I think, um, and also, yeah, if you if you have priorities, then you you sort of learn to just be more efficient with the things that you're actually doing yeah. as well. So you don't watch TV. I, I, I'm going to assume that. I mean, occasionally we'll okay. watch a film or a documentary or something like that. We don't have a television because, from the point of view of I don't, um, neither of us really um, likes the thing of you turning the television on and having it on and then walking past and seeing, you know, getting stopped by yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that. I don't no. really approve of that. So we d- I, don't, I don't mind sort of watching documentaries and yeah. films if it's something that we um, actively are interested in and want to watch. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Lessons podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please feel free to do so via my website, simonmundy.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.